It's time for the No Shot Clock Podcast. We're talking the biggest stories in Illinois high school basketball. We now, here are your hosts, Michael O'Brien of the Chicago Sun-Times and Joe Hendrickson of the City Suburban Boost Report. We are ready for holiday tournaments on No Shot Clock Podcast. Welcome in, everybody. It is a fun time of the year, Mike. Uh, we are whew, we are ready for a, a uh, so well, now it's a five-day or Let's see, 26, 27, 28, 29, five days, Mike, of just nonstop. I'll be crisscrossing. You'll be uh, locked into Pontiac for a few of those days. But it is our, other than state tournament time, it's the second best time of the year. Yeah, and it's not worked out well. Um, this is the worst of schedules where all the title games are on the same day, which, I mean, there are years when I can see three or four title games. I didn't even look at that like that. Wow. Yeah, it stinks. Very bad. <laughs> Not happy, which hopefully means next year, the way the calendar will shift, it'll help. But I mean, there's been years where I've seen Pontiac, Proviso, West York, and another one uh, mm. all together. But yeah, they're all the same day. So that's kind of a downer for me, for sure. I'm going to try and I got, it is nice though. I do have two full days before Pontiac of mm. tournament action. So I'll get around a lot on the 26th and the 27th. So I'm, that's always fun for me. I'm trying to see, I really enjoyed going to DeKalb last year. I'd like to try a new one this year. I haven't really made my plans yet, but I'm um, got some thoughts on all that, but we're going to kind of stick with the major ones here on this preview. And we're going to start out with Pontiac, which, uh, you know, York's been coming on lately, but that's all local teams. Pontiac has that nice little bit more state tournament feel that it's going to be helped a little bit this year because Manuel's got some players uh, that people are interested in. The teams had mixed results overall, but frankly, the rest of the teams from out of the area aren't super great. But Joe, what I want to see most at Pontiac is Warren coming back this year. Wouldn't that be something? Yeah, it's yeah. Imagine, Mike, that... imagine throwing Warren in there instead of St. Rita. Yeah, that'd be fun. You know, I think wow. it's the worst bottom group we've ever had at Pontiac. Um, yeah. There's some things are bad down there. Bad. Yep. Thank, but, good, thank goodness Pontiac's pretty good. Yeah. And that's my, that's my first, that's what I want. I think the Pontiac Julia, I think it's Pontiac's best team in 20 years. Uh, they got a lot of excitement around it. The whole town is going to be there. There's going to be 15 young men with the biggest moment of their life. All coming at Julia West, which doesn't have a point guard. <laughs> uh, I'm a little well, worried, but it'll be fun. No, I, I mean, I, I look at that whole this whole a couple things jump out at me, Mike. One, has Simeon ever played in the consolation bracket? I don't know. I doubt it. There's no way they've lost the first round game ever, right? I don't know. I'd be I think it's possible. Wow, really? So I just was, you know, that they'll be favored to beat Plainfield North. I've seen Plainfield North. I that's a nice little team. I, I mean, yeah. it's they're, they're, they got a chance to beat Simeon. So uh, you know, I, I look at this field. We, we know so much about Curie, and they, they are deserving the number one. But what I look at is that next wave of trying to prove some things. you got a new Trier team that, you know, they went down to Arizona, they get their three wins, and they come back feeling good. And, you know, the, those the two, three, and four seeds here, Bloom, new Trier, and Bennett, they all got something to prove, even though they're 
in the upper echelon of teams and ranked all season long. Um, that that and then you've got these upstart teams like West Aurora. We haven't talked a whole lot about West Aurora. They've been playing some good basketball defensively. They're sound. Uh, you know, can they? You know, can they give Curry a shot? So uh, I, I just think that there's a lot of unknowns still among the top teams here that you're going to learn a lot about. Yeah, more so than more so than other years, I guess. Because other years you had Simeon, you knew they were loaded. Yeah. I, you know, like Curry and, and you know, even some more experienced Bennett teams. I don't know how. I mean, every one of those Bennett players has never, other than, you know, a couple of their role guys, Walsh and Marcus Silva, they, they haven't even played on that in that environment. So it, it'll be a big test for them. Yeah, and we've praised Bennett a lot, especially in the last podcast. I was really impressed with them. But if you look at their scores, they had some tight ones against some average teams. And you got to remember, it's a lot of sophomores. So, yeah, you never know that first round. I think um, I mentioned the Juliet West Pontiac. The West Aurora Emanuel game will be good. And as you said, the Simeon Plainfield North, I think that's always a good test of a tournament is if there's a first round game I want to see, which isn't the case for everything. Um, I guess there's a lack of star power here for Pontiac. Right. Yeah, and when Jeremiah Fierce came back for yeah, yeah. But no, I mean, I and he lost Jackson Davis, and but yeah. I mean, Solarski is is the biggest name, you know. But he's young, you know. Gabe Solarski at Bennett, um, you know, Elijah Lovemore at Bloom, and you know, I love the kid at Fury Manual. Uh, you know, I, I I don't know. I haven't looked at their record. Have you? I did a couple of weeks ago. They were dropping games right and left, and I but I heard everybody wasn't playing. Yeah, Dietrich Richardson was out um, yeah. for Pure Emmanuel, but I I have Dietrich Richardson among the top two or three players in the class. Four and three. <laughs> that that's how much I like this kid. Um, yeah, so they're just I, I know he has missed a, a game or two or time, uh, but good losses though. Bolingbroke normal, so not horrible I, I, I think new cheer is going to make a run I, I i i like this new true team i think they have well they they are vulnerable they've got to shoot the ball well they are a, a a perimeter shooting team that when they are clicking making shots they can look like world beaters uh but you know you live and die by the three there are times you can die so uh but they're playing i think bloomington might be winless actually i don't know if they won a game they were at one point, yeah. Um, I've not seen Nutri yet, so I'm interested to these. And Joe, I've got it for you. I I had to reach over to my bookshelf and hope I didn't ruin the whole podcast by pulling things out. But I've got the Pontiac uh, history book, mm. and Simeon has gone backwards, mm. and it was much more recent than you would think. Wow, uh, two thousand, and oh. <laughs> that's not, wait, that's twenty three years ago. Yeah, well, yeah, but that, I thought it was that, better. That, that, that's your that's your most recent. No, I don't know if it's the most recent. That's just the first one I oh, found. I oh, started. okay, all right. And, but guess who they lost to? <laughs> not, Plainfield. Not Plainfield North, huh? Or, no, no, there was no Plainfield. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, they lost sixty-five to fifty-nine in overtime, and they went on and won the consolation championship against Bloomington. So they've definitely gone backwards at least once. Reggie Lemon led the way. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So that's uh, we, we've at least answered one question on the podcast uh, for today. Uh, let's go. Let's head on over to York, Joe. You uh, had to. You've been diving into this already. I took a long look at it today. York is always a lot to like 
take in. But what oh, was your? It's exhausting. Yes. Uh, no, my thing was there. There are so many quality teams, and a big addition, Mike, Metamora and Downers Grove North. I mean, you just added two teams that played at state last year, and to add that to this mix is big. Unfortunately, they're in the same bracket. Uh, I don't like that. But Metamora, despite their losses, Mike, they're still the team to beat here. Uh, they've got a track record. Those kids have been in, in a mindset of winning high-level, high-stakes games, and they'll come up here with, I think, with like a little chip on their shoulder to try to show the Chicago area, being the alone non-Chicago area team, I think, in this 32 massive field. Uh, so Metamora is a team to beat. And Downers Grove North, obviously, but – what jumps out to me, too, are these first-round games. We talked about it outside the podcast. There are just some first-round games of these in this of the 16 games that are played that you would love to go see on a Friday night. You know, you look at some of these, like a oh, Yorkville St. Ignatius is one that jumps out at me. Um, you know, the Downers Grove South Batavia game, Lake Forest Palatine. Um Naperville North Fenwick, I had down yeah. Conant Glenbird North. North. Yeah. So I it, it is, you know, to me, it has continued to elevate itself with the addition of two state ranked teams. I think it's clearly the second best tournament in Illinois right now. Um, uh, you know, with the depth it has. I I I like the 32 team now more than I ever have, even though I never did like it, just because it's different. Uh, and, and, and it, it is such it is a it is a grind mike to get to that we've seen it how hard it is to win four in a row yeah and, and now that this tournament has some de quality depth now it's really hard to win a fifth a fifth game in, in five days so there's no breaks it's just five straight days so it's um it, it, it's gonna be it, it's I, it'd be interesting if if Metamora Mike or Downers Grove North does not win this turn. All right, pick a team. I don't care who it is. What kind of view do we have of that team after this tournament? If they come out of here with five wins, knocking off one of the two, if not both of them, I yeah. mean, it, it's going to be an impressive five wins for some team. If it's not, you know, Metamora and Downers Grove North are just kind of the headliners. What? How about Bolingbrook, Davion Thompson? Yep. Young young man, that's the team I could see doing it out of the – they've yeah. quietly put together a really good season. And I like their bracket Yeah, um, to get yep. through the, you know, their bracket. Keep an eye on the host school, too. I know I've talked early in the season a lot about, you know, York. Uh, they've – I just did this stat in the last 10 years. Oh, boy. You know, I, I, just, I just gave it away. You'll know the answer yeah. to this question. But who's won the most Jack Tosh holiday tournaments in the last 10 years? I picked them to win every year, Joe, no matter what. They've got three titles in the last 10 tournaments that have been played. Yeah. Uh, uh, York and AJ Levine, Levine obviously is, is a standout guard too, but um, man, it, it's just, it, I'll be spending, I don't know what day, but probably to see some of those first round games. You know, in the last podcast, I mentioned Hansberry, Al Brooks. Uh, they'll probably get it handed to him by Metamora. But, um, you know, you got players, individual star talent like Luke Williams at Naperville North and, uh, you know, Jason Jaxis, the kid that's going to Illinois at Yorkville, Phoenix Gill, one of the top players in that class. So there are, you know, Davion Thompson, you mentioned, there are a lot of really good players, including Mike, 
I'm going to say the most improved, maybe underrated player in the entire senior class, Jalen Cruz from Glenbard North, who I saw uh, last week. You know, I, he's putting up massive numbers for a team that's playing pretty well. And he's a fun player, athletic, bouncy, great physique. He's a talent. Yeah, I liked, I've not seen him, but I was high on Glenbard North coming into the season. I saw them late in the year and liked them. I guess. My question about York, maybe a big picture thing, and I have not talked to any of the organizer guys about this, but is this Metamora joining, is it like a, a statement of intent? You know, York had always been kind of about suburban teams in the Chicago area. That was who they were, and they didn't weren't going to go away from that. Is Metamora coming up here a statement that York is going to go out and try and get the best teams in the state to come in? Well, I think it is because they they went and did it. So you know, I I I know from talking to them a little bit that they you know, I, I to a degree you can. I mean, Hansberry is not very good. Yeah, they've always had that one random but, Chicago team. Lately. But I mean, they brought in a star player. Yeah. I mean, so I mean, it does add to it. Watch Hansberry in the constellation bracket with Al Brooks. Again. <laughs> uh, you know, I. I you know, you've got – I encourage it because you have 32 teams to play with. Why not get, like, two, three outliers from the Chicago area uh, and roll with it? You know, it, it makes it – I mean, this tournament instantly is better because you have Metamore. You know, and I, it is hard to get – so many teams, Mike, as you know, are so locked into their holiday tournaments. I've heard of, of tournaments going after this school or that school – but they're so locked in and committed to the tournament they're playing in and have a routine down or a relationship and a, a kind of a trust with the tournament organizers that are coming back. A lot of them don't move. Uh, but I also know some schools that have reached out to me in the last few weeks already looking ahead to 2024 who are looking to move. And there are a couple of them are high profile and, and they are to be they're there to be gotten. Uh, so we'll see what, what, what transpires with a few of those. It's dangerous if you leave. You never know where you're going to wind up. It's uh, there's only so many spots out there in decent holiday tournaments. So it, it can be a little tough. Um, all right. Speaking of, well, this is another tournament on the rise. The Big yeah. Dipper. Yeah. Big, which yeah. I was realizing today that it's really going to be difficult to explain to anyone why it's called the Big Dipper very soon because it doesn't oh, yeah. make any Rockets sense. Rockets or stars. Yeah. Well, I might say. Yeah. I mean, I never thought of that. You're right. Yeah, they're going to call it the, the the big dino <laughs> or something. I don't know what. But anyway, Rich has really done a nice job. The website's already up. The bracket is up there. They It looks like they're already promising us box scores. This is a tournament that was nearly dead, and mm. they have brought it back. The fans always pretty much stuck around well. and um, They've kept the ticket prices low, and it's the type of thing where, you know, college kids come home. It's kind of where they hang out. Um, so it has a nice feel to it, always has. Well, they've brought the teams back. We've got Thornton in this thing, Hyde Park, Rich, the hosts are back under Lou Adams, Westinghouse is in it, Homewood Flossmore is here, Thornwood's here, Hillcrest is back, you know, down here for them, but it's Hillcrest. The one out-of-state team, Bishop Knoll, you know, does have some local interest and they're decent, so it's not the worst. Evergreen Park has an interesting team, so it hasn't quite hit that, oh, are there first-round matchups I want to see yet. That's There's some that are okay. But it's getting there where the second round is going to be almost all solid. A huge step forward over the next couple of years for the Big Dipper. And I'm sure Lou Adams 
is going to be very helpful to them starting to put this together over the next few years. He's always been kind of the type of guy who liked putting together shootouts and stuff. So it's going to be an interesting transition year at Big Dipper, I think, where they start to just think bigger. Well, just from where the tournament came from, you know, obviously it was such a must-see, particularly for the South Suburban basketball fan. There is that built-in, you know, tradition to go to this tournament. And I think all eyes are going to be, or the expectation is going to be home at Flossmoor, Thornton in the final. We'll see if that materializes. But you got you have two of the premier elite teams, not just in the South Suburbs, but in the state. You have when you when you have the number one team in the state, you have and the number one player, that's a great you know, starting point for any tournament. And you know, it's gonna be interesting to see if some of these, you know, there's some star talent with, with Deshaun uh Stevenson. I'm not sorry, uh, I not Jarrell Baldwin at, at Tide Park. Um you know I, do, I ask you, Mike. It is anyone playing the championship game besides HF or Thornton? Yes or no? Yeah, I think Rich could pull it off at home against HF in the semis. Mm-hmm. Other than that, no. I I mean, a Hyde Park is going to be jacked up for that. If, if it's a Hyde Park Thornton semi, but I think Thornton pulls it out. But yeah, I can see Rich at home with the crowd on their side giving Homewood Flossmoor some trouble. Other than that, no. Yeah, I mean, what would have given this this tournament more a little more juice would be if Hillcrest was Hillcrest. I mean, if yeah. you added what Hillcrest has been for the last twenty years, twenty five years, to this group, that would have been pretty awesome. Uh, obviously, they're having their one rare blip down year, so it, it you know that that does hurt this field because that's just an expectation that you know Hillcrest is at an elite ranked level. Yeah, and I think if we could have, I don't know. Chain Crane recently beat Manly, um, which you know Manly isn't great or anything, but Crane seems to have a pulse. So it, it, it's a shame to be losing them to Thornton in the first round, um, compared to some of the other teams in here. I think that that's kind of one of my issues. Also, the Eisenhower thing, you know, they didn't have AJ Abrams. Uh, few I, games, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like we're losing. Big Dipper's losing kind of its maybe average to slightly above average teams earlier than it should be based on even the Westinghouse Hillcrest game. I don't get versus some of the other stuff. Um, yeah, I think it's not put together well. I think it'd be better with a little tweaking, <laughs> I guess. Um, it would be kind of my Big Dipper thing, but I'm excited to see what happens. They do need to keep improving it. Um, there, there's still some holes, but. Uh, it's very nice to have it back because man, South suburbs doesn't got anything else. I mean, there's a small tournament at Kankakee, which is, you know, barely the South suburbs, but yeah, it's, there's so much going on in other geographical areas and South suburbs love basketball. And there's, there's no competition. The big dipper should be able to own that thing. All right. Speaking of competition, Hinsdale central's up uh, next and they've got an awful lot. You can get to a lot of tournaments. Uh, within a 20 minute drive of the Hinsdale central holiday classic, which uh, as Joe mentioned on our podcast, I think last uh, episode, you know, they just do a fantastic job with the website and everything like that. They're, they're sending me stuff all year uh, Mm -hmm. about this tournament. You know, it's really well done. The crowds have not followed. Um, At this point, it's hard to say why I I don't know. I guess they're all at York. Um, It is interesting, but you got those three tournaments, Proviso West, Hinsdale Central, and York, all in that little triangle of area that 
you know, I bounce around. It's nice for me. Uh, but you're right. I, they have never drawn. Um, it, it is a, I don't think there's a, there, there's not a built-in fan base um, at Hillsdale Central. And it, 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 not breaking down this year, but in the past, even some of their top teams don't have fan bases. If that, if that makes any sense. I mean, strong core group of fans that, that travel and come, you know, it's just, and, and even this, you know, um, I, I, again, we talked about, uh, we talked about um, the Dipper where it's expected HF and Thornton. Well, what if this, the thing I don't like about this tournament is I don't want to see Mary or uh, I don't want to see Brother Rice and DePaul in championship because I don't I don't I don't like conference teams playing each other uh at the holidays. I, I we're gonna see it in January. And they depending on what happens here with the last game before the holidays, they could both be and it'd be pretty cool, but they could both be 13, 14, 15 and 0 playing each other for a title game, which would be pretty cool, but you know. Paul's already played. I mean, they got like Lane under schedule, I think. Niles North is under schedule. There's just a bunch of teams that play each other in a tournament where it's geographically kind of spread out. It's kind of weird. But um, I, I keep an eye on Niles North, as I mentioned. Them. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 it's a dangerous team that could make a run to the semis. You know, Oswego East is not the Oswego East of the last two years. Uh, they're still dangerous with JV on Starwood. You know, and uh, the one team, Mike, that stands out to me as the one I I, I, I kind of put a bullseye on their back to step up and make a run is Lane Tech. I, I, I'd love to see Lane kind of I, – I, we both had high expectations for Lane going into the season. And they haven't floundered in it by any means, but they haven't been able to kind of muster that you know, that extra confidence-building win that carries over to the next game or the next part of the season. And that's going to be there for them. You know, Lane and Oswego East are two teams I just mentioned. They could The winner would get a shot maybe at DePaul. So, you know, I'm not trying to break the brackets down too much, but there is an opportunity here uh, for Lane to make some headway and, and some noise. Yeah, I think part of, Lane played DePaul prep, and I, I, thought, I think they were leading fairly big early over Thanksgiving week. So, I mean, there's just a lot of, um, they lost eventually, of course, but there's a lot of rem- Even if Niles North does bring the upset on brother rice, they've already played DePaul prep. Yeah. You know, there's almost right. a, a yeah, guarantee. 60 to, 60 to 49. They, the DePaul won that game. Yeah. You know, I could be wrong. Maybe that's the one DePaul was down early. in. I don't know. One of those two, either way, we're looking at, uh, you, you can't be in the same Thanksgiving and <laughs> Christmas tournament. Right. All these, this is ridiculous. Sorry, that's stupid. <laughs> I mean, what what's going on there? That's well, right. De- DePaul played Niles North at Thanksgiving and then followed up with the, the... And, and Lane. But I don't think it was a Thanksgiving game. Yeah, they're all in that same thing, the bridge thing. Oh, okay. That's not yeah. on my book. I have it. It's weird. Yeah. So I don't. Oh wait, no, you're right. Lane was twelve one. So it yeah. isn't. Um, yeah. they must have. They maybe they did lost ahead of that. They are all. Oh, in that oh, same wait, thing. that's the. Uh, UIC. Um, oh, it was the Chicago League Classic. Chicago League Classic, yeah. 
Jeez. Um, so anyway, yeah, I mean, Hinsdale Central also, is it going to be, a, I shouldn't be saying this, but is it going to be around next year? I mean, how much longer can they keep throwing money away on this? I don't know. I, I, I'm not saying it's Hinsdale Central, but I'd love for one of the, York's not going anywhere. They have got uh, some momentum. I wouldn't mind one of the Western other of the other two to shut down their doors. <laughs> if, if, if provides a West closed up shop or Hinsdale central closed up shop, one of the two, and you could disperse those teams. Well, you're, there is some great yeah. depth at a lot of these tournaments. You know, you sprinkle three or four of them over to over at, at, at the dipper, you know, throw one down at Pontiac throw a couple over at York. I don't know. Heck, throw one or two up in a wheeling. I don't care. I, I I just, it just seems like there's too many teams right in this locale or in the near Western suburbs. And and like I said, York's not going anywhere. They have something, they have established something uh, with that 32 team tournament. The team's going there really like it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Cause I, I don't know. It's... For for, the, yeah, for those who don't know the history, um, Proviso West, you know, was dominant. They were the biggest in the state. There was Proviso West went to 32 teams. It, it did or didn't go well for a while. Then it broke up and the teams left and went over to Hinsdale Central. And so they've been these two dueling next door tournaments. The person who runs Hinsdale Central used to one, run Proviso West. And it's just been like they've been locked in this. What is it? A decade now? silent battle with both not being oh, good holiday tournament cold war right yeah and uh, it's just it, it's resulted in both of them not being good so it's like what is when how long can this go on can't we move on with our lives gonna, it's gonna, so long ago that outlast most, the other yeah the most fans don't even i have i i'm realizing we need to explain this because people don't even know what the heck happened most of our listeners probably don't even remember the prize of prize of west was any good it's been so long it's just been it's and ridiculous. When, when, how long has it been? I said I'm wondering. I'm bad with time. I thought remember 2000 was not too long ago. When was that? <laughs> when was that colossal mistake of the yeah. 32 teams in the? I'm thinking in like the, a, yeah, in like the a dank <laughs> field house. Yeah, where, it, was, it was like a decade. It had to be right. It had to be like 10 years. God, was that awful? I think so. It provides a west and. I'm going to also, I don't know, Kelvin Davis, you know, Cyrus McGinnis are running it. They're good guys. I, I like Kelvin a lot. We've worked together on things in the past. He used to be head of the CPS, but Kelvin's telling everybody, you know, he's emailing me the bracket about what a strong field it is. And it worries me a little bit. Does he really think it's strong? Because it's, it's bad. And I mean, fans don't think it's strong. It, it, and if you do think it's strong, does that mean you're inviting all these teams back next year? I'm not missing Proviso West St. John's first round. Yeah, because this is bad. I mean, St. John's, I don't even know who they are. We probably wouldn't be talking about it if it wasn't Proviso West and if it didn't have, it does have top tier teams. Right. They got they got two Horrible. public league stalwarts. Kenwood, well, I'm saying that are been perennial, nonstop, you know, no doubt about it, high ranking is from the get go, Young and Kenwood. And then obviously, they didn't know Warren was going to be lights out this year. I mean, Warren moved over from Pontiac, but they didn't, when they got him, wasn't like, Oh, we got to man. They knew Jackson Davis was coming, but I, I mean, they've, they've 
surpassed expectations already. I mean, Lincoln, I, th- I think they can win it. Yeah, Lincoln. Well, I in my preview, I've got who would have yeah. ever if you would have guessed in November, Mike, who the favorite was going to be at Proviso West on December twenty, whatever. No, we we wouldn't even have mentioned Warren as a favorite, and they're the team to beat. But Lincoln Park has been one of the biggest surprises in, in basketball. So this tournament is not very good, and they got lucky by two teams rising into top 10, 15 status. Imagine if that didn't happen. So, you know, Rockford Guilford's, we always talk about how we like out of the Chicago area teams to, to be able to be part of it. And they are, they, they are leading their conference in Rockford, uh, but they lost to both. They're both their losses are to DuPage Valley conference teams, Naperville North and Nequa Valley. So, Mm. Um, I, yeah, it's, it, and you talk about the possible rematch of Lincoln Park, Whitney Young in the semis. Yeah. We just, we just saw it. it it's just. That, that's my biggest complaint. I, I know they want a Kenwood Young final, but I'm, I, I want Kenwood Young to play. I don't care when it is. Cause they won't play otherwise unless they happen to meet in the city tournament. So I would have liked, especially with the way the season has gone to me, a Kenwood young Lincoln park, Warren semi matchups would have been much. Well, better. yeah. And, and, you know, if Lincoln park for you in particular, I mean, not everybody got in the tiny gym at Lincoln park to see it, but you know, for myself, it does, it is attractive. If Lincoln park plays young, it's a double header, Lincoln park young and Warren Kenwood in the semis. That's, that's a darn good attractive. I don't know if anybody will be there. Um, I would think, I mean, I went last year to the semis, I think. I can't remember which games I went to, and the crowd was okay. Um, I think Rita and Young or Provides, I can't remember, but yeah, I don't know. It's like you said at at the beginning of this little segment here, how long do you keep churning out these tournaments? Um, I mean, it's Provides West just simply here forever. Never will just yeah. based on, I don't because to go on in, I think these next tournaments are more watchable, frankly. Um, yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of good tournaments out yeah. there. That... Let's get moving down to Bloomington, Bloomington, Normal State Farm. We do have some local interest. Romeoville, right outside the Super 25, is in here. We got Joliet Central, who started well and is competitive this year. Matea Valley, who's got a nice, solid team. Bradley Bourbonnet, who Maybe he hasn't quite a, lived up to some expectations, but they've got some talented players. Well, Bradley Bourbonnet, I mean, I, and then I do this in the preview, has been without their best player all year. Anthony Kemp was the conference player of the year. Nick Allen is their hot shot 6'10 prospect, who's a junior, is really good. But Anthony Kemp was the conference player of the year. He's dealt with some injuries and is expected back this week. So keep an eye on Bradley Bourbonnet. Nice. Uh, um, you know, I talked to the Rock Island head coach. They got a kid. I don't even know who he is, Mike, who's averaging 21 or 22, <laughs> 22 points a game. Uh, you know, it's Rock Island is a it's funny, Rock Island is a program that I know a number of holiday tournaments over the years yeah. have reached out to and try to nab and secure, thinking they can get them, but they're loyal to State Farm Holiday Classic. 
Uh, normal is the big dog here. I didn't mention them. They you know just recently lost to Thornton. But yeah, there's a, a nice look here. Things should get pretty competitive um, after you get out of the first round. And I, I like knowing that about Bradley and Rock Island. Joe, maybe I'll stop over there. Uh, I've been trying to wonder what my different stop would be this year. Pekin's a little bit down. So I've been you know, my, you know, the, the problem with years. this tournament for me from a perspective of attending is I hate the different venues. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Like that first round game this year, and they kind of mix and match and do it different years. Is in the Shirk Center at Elna Wesleyan, which I really like. It's cozy, it's quaint, it's a good feel. And then you go to kind of a, a little bit of a stale high school gym at Normal West that reminds you of the new suburban gym in Chicago. But I have not been to it, any of the games there. Yeah, just to... pick your kind of stale suburban gym. That's been built in the last. Yeah. <laughs> we got a, we got an awful lot of them, but so that should be interesting. Also, um, Wheeling has got some. Uh, I, I don't know. I find Wheeling weirdly interesting. There's like a few teams here I'm interested in. Um, this is, a, this, this is a tournament too, Mike. Yeah. That was really humming for a few years. Yeah, and they've the, kind of taken a step back too. The, well, some of the the teams that they kept are of a kind of all together experiencing a bit of a valley you know st viator notre dame libertyville fremd you know a lot of years those guys could all be ranked yeah but york snatched a few of their regular like, you know glenbrook south glenbrook south. up there and you know i think was rolling meadows up there at one point yeah they were yeah yeah but, so you're but, talking but the one, yeah the ones they kept though just didn't haven't produced as usual so I, and maybe it'll pay off two years from now we could be looking at this and all those teams could be back um, and they could be looking real good. So I think there is when there's schools like that, you keep them, right? I mean, it's yeah, that, that, yeah. Libertyville. Yeah, I, I would do that. But at Glenbrook North, your kind of runaway favorite here, maybe them against Nequa. Is that uh, yeah, Nequa's Nequa's kind of quietly put. You know, Luke Kincaid, a terrific shooter. Uh, you know, I I did see them play. Um, they they put they're they're better than some of their part. Yeah, I I just. I didn't expect a ton out of Nikwa, and they're a little bit better than I thought they were going to be. So, yeah, I keep an eye on Prospect, though. Uh, Prospect, you know, did knock off Glenbrook North. Um, you know, I, I, again, I'd rather not see a rematch <laughs> in, a, in a Hollywood tournament rematch in a game, which they've already played each other. So, but yeah, I think Glenbrook North will roll in their bracket. Also, um, Fremd has kind of turned it around quite a bit. All of a sudden, if you've been paying attention to their scores, they knocked off Perspectives leadership this weekend in overtime. Um, they took Barrington to overtime and lost. They crushed Schomburg, a team you know a lot of us were high on in the preseason. They're so, also scoring a ton of points all of yeah. a sudden. <laughs> yeah, it's been very yeah. They scored. They scored. They scored eighty-two. They scored seventy-two. They scored. I mean, they scored eighty. That that is odd. Yeah, they're they're an interesting, and then we've got uh, Braden Carlson, the Wakanda star there. So there's there's to me interest in in most of these games. I think Wheeling is a little bit underrated this year. We got Pekin, um, which is they've kind of fallen in the same trap as Wheeling a little bit, where a lot of their stalwarts are a little bit down this year. Um, yeah, Mount Carmel's I mean, the favorite. Yeah, I mean you got this. I mean Landfears, you know a perennial power that's just not you know what they have been moline is still good but not what they have been east st louis same thing 
So I, it, for me, my interest here is is the fact that you know the one and three scenes are are Chicago area teams, Mount Carmel and Lake Park. So uh, Angel Chirivino, obviously, and um, yeah, they 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 gotta be a, a, the overwhelming favorite, though. I mean, yeah, in, in this tournament, no doubt about it. It's kind of it's too bad there isn't at least one other team to really. Um... Haven't Take been at Pekin in years. I, I, I went there semi-regularly 10, 12, 15 years ago. I haven't been back in about probably six, seven, eight years. I was there two years ago. It was great. Um, fantastic crowd. Um, he really enjoyed it. Um, speaking of a place, I used to go almost every year to stop by because it starts early. It was the Hinkle Holiday Classic at Jacobs. That's starting up on the 23rd, everybody. Then it takes some time off and comes back. And this is also more interesting than I think some people might realize. My my Crystal Lake South Gators uh, leaving the swamp to head over there. What are they, 12-1 and one now or whatever? Okay. Your Crystal Lake South Gators <laughs> yeah. against my Wabonsi Valley Warriors. Yeah, I don't know. We've also got Barrington in this one, who's off to a, a nice start. They just did pick up a loss. Uh, I think it was to Stag, but they've got some interesting young players. Lake Zurich is really solid. I've seen them one and a half times now. Um, so th- there's some interesting players in this one. And if you wind up with a, doesn't matter who it is, Barrington, Crystal Lake South, or Lake Zurich against a uh, Wabonzi Valley, you got a fun title game there and this is also a tournament that's well run and has a nice video stream and it keeps you updated with stuff and it's got a nice place up there unbelievable chili i had there about 10 years ago Oh, really all right top top five chili ever i don't even know if they have it in the hospitality room anymore i might have to check um dekalb a little bit down from last year they lost some teams i really had a good time out there uh last year that was kind of the new one i checked out manly and phillips have gone over here as well as marshall so there's a real uh public league feel in the afternoon here especially uh dekalb is a good team that's young i i think they're still the favorites here though yeah right it's yes yeah, so it's definitely down a bit but they're doing things the right way there and i i was kind of thinking this that would be a nice destination for teams looking for a home i still think so your team is out there trying to find a place if you can take you and your buddy's team and come on over to decal there's a lot going on there the crowds were nice they run it well and uh it's cool really cool gym what one other one real quick since trailia uh maris yeah. obviously and evanston are two of our teams that Go down there annually. Uh, that's going to be a big trip for Maris because they're going to go down there as one of the teams to beat. I like what I saw against Bennett. I think their upside is tremendous. I oh, think yeah. they are going to get better and better and better. Diet and Peyton both have a pulse, and they're there too. Diet's played some good teams in the Red South close. Um, and, you know, Peyton has Jacob Blakely. So a little bit of interest there. And Lincoln Way East, if anybody's wondering, they are at F- the Effingham Tutopolis Christmas classic. We've got some others. Oak Lawn, who I'm going to see this week. They're like nine and one. Uh, here's Seneca's uh, decent this year. It's been a while since we kind of heard from them, but that's another central Illinois one. And as we wrap it up here, Kankakee also Lindblom. That's where Lindblom is going to be. We could have a Lindblom Kankakee final there. That's just a uh, eight team tournament, but that could be two ranked teams going at it, depending on how things go. But uh, enjoy your holidays, everybody, uh, however they may be, wherever they may be. And I'll, I'm sure I'll see a ton of you at all these tournaments. Joe and I will both be popping around to all of them. And we will be back with, oh boy.
there was too much to talk about in that episode. We'll be back with a ton. The whole world will change by the time we are back. Uh, thanks for listening.